Welcome to our community. This is Saratova Best by El Paro, just before Yud Shvat. Um, obviously, an unbelievable sicha. The crux of the matter is, by El Paro, everybody knows Hashem does not say go to Paro, but come to Paro. The question is, why do you need somebody to go with you? Is it scary? <laughs> is it scary that Hashem has to say, you know, come to Paro instead of go to Paro? Is there some reason... You know, if I'm going to go to the store to buy, um, you know, cucumbers, do I have to have, does somebody have to go with me? Is that frightening? So, you know, that's, that's the question. So the focus here is on the command of Hashem to Maishu Rebbeinu and the name Vayalpara. Since the whole Parsha of the Yetzirah Mitzrayim is called on the name Vayalpara, there you go. It means that the name, because the name of the parsha, the, na- the name of the parsha denotes the whole thing. So we understand that Bayopar is connected with the Taishan of Gulas Mitzrayim. Bayopar is connected with the Taishan of Gulas Mitzrayim. That means somehow to go to Gaula. We need to buy El Paro. We need to come to Paro with Hashem. Whatever that's all about. In other words, that means, no. So we were saying before, we didn't record it. There's the old way of looking at life and the new way of looking at life. The old coaching and the new coaching. And I'm just going to tell a, a very quick example. So one time, I was, um, I was uh, working with a coach. And she was talking to me about, you know, moving ahead and your work and your creativity and all this other stuff. And she was saying, everybody has this scary, terrible, dark place in their life and this terrible secret about, about how they feel about themselves and all this other stuff. But until they face it, they're really never going to move forward. So I said to her, I agree with you that until we face it, we're never going to move forward. But we disagree on the it. So we're talking about this idea that we can't, so the it. So this woman said the it is deep, dark, darkness, and until we face it, we really can't go to our personal gula. And I said, I agree with you about until we face it. But it is until we face our incredible potential. Somebody just told us that there are 26 bones either in the ankle or in the foot. 26 is your Vavke. So we understand from that that we have the ability to move forward in life in a most miraculous way. So when, until we face it, we can't have Geula, is it a dark thing or a light thing? So it, it has both, 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 react, both identities. It is a very lifting thing about who you are in your very essence and your potential. So we understand that all the details of Shlichus of Maishra Benu Tapara are a preparation for Geula's Mitzrayim. Every single detail. How do you get out of Meksarim? How do you get out of limitations? How do you get to the Ula? All the details of Maishra Benu going and facing Paro. And us being sent to face our personal Paro. Bayo Paro is the beginning of the name of the part of the Gula. And it's the beginning. Um, it's, it's a command in itself. Bayo Paro is the preparation for the Gula, Gula itself. And we know. The Yitzhak Mitzrayim is the beginning of the goal of the future.
So Bayal Paro is a preparation for the future Gula. We're not getting there without Bayal Paro. So we need to know who this Paro is that we need to go with him to get to Gula. And then the one more question. Bayal Paro, what does it have to do with the Gula? It shows that at that moment, Paro is very powerful. Like what's going on in the world today with Yamashimam, Hamas, and Hezbollah, and all the Yamashimam, and all the from the river to the sea people. They, this Klippa seems very, very, very powerful. And Maisha Rabbeinu has to come to him and beg, please. Please, let us out. Let us go away from you. Please, let us out. No. So what does Paro say? Leave me. And be careful. The day that you will see my face, again you will die. That does not seem like Gulus Mitzrayim. Because Gulus Mitzrayim is you destroy Paro and you win over him. Parsha doesn't show us destroying Paro. Nope. And it doesn't show us um, going out of Mitzrayim. So the Parsha is showing he's powerful. We have to beg. He's planning to never let us out. And yet, the idea is we don't get to Gula. So like, it all seems like, you know, kind of a big jumble. So everything in Tyra is eternal. And now the question is, what is the Hayra? What is the... What is, what is the eternal Hayra of Bayel Tara? Um, the fact is, you know, 3,000 years ago already we read the Parsha and that's Ruchatumavrin and Arasingula when all of the evil is gone. So what does, it ha- what does anything have to do with, what are we going to do with Bayoparo then? The, the Ruchatuma will be gone in the future. We won't have to face this Klipa. So what's going on? So every single thing in the world, even things that are the opposite of Kedusha, have a source in Kedusha. And the source in Kedusha shows its true union. Of course, it goes through many, 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 many contractions to come down here as a, a klipa. So when it comes to paro, it says, Vakol nishma beis paro, beis paro. Paro is the deepest darkness, and his source in Kedusha is Kriya and Gili of Eliphaz, uncovering and revealing godliness. So, so now we can understand the Indian of Bayalparo in his source in Kedusha, in Zayar, in our Parsha. He explains Bayalparo. Paro is what? The Tanin Hagadol, a very dark klipa, the huge serpent, the spiritual serpent, the great serpent that slithers and swims inside the Nile River. From the Nile River, which gives, um, which gives Para the ability to believe that he is the creator of the world. But it's such a deep klipa, the difference between Maishar Benu and Paro. Maishar Benu says, I, but he means Hashem. I created the world. He means Hashem. 
Pharaoh says, I created the world, he means himself. It's the diametric opposite. So Pyro So therefore Pyro is the epitome of that great serpent inside the Nile River the Nile River the Nile River is this river that enables Pyro to believe that he is God and he is the creator of the world and he is the creator of everything. He gets all that power from the Nile River. When when Maisha Bedu came to Pyro and said let my people go. And he said, yeah, who told you? Well, who says? And he says, Hashem. And he said, I don't know who it is. Hashem? Give me my book. Let me look him up. And my Shurbanu said, Hashem is the creator of the entire world. He created you. He created He creates everything. He creates you and everything. He says, what? What are you talking about? I created myself from the river Nile. I'm the creator of the world. And I created myself and I create myself in present tense. From the Nile River, you got it all wrong. How does he have the ability to say that? Because he is the Tananagadol, the great serpent in that river. So, because Taro is so powerful in terms of spiritual darkness, therefore, Hashem is not going to send him alone and says, I will go with you to the Pneumius of the Klippa. I will go by El Taro. Come. So, we understand why Hashem has to go. Why Meishur Bain says, I'm not going there myself to face such a deep darkness. But, Paro has another identity, which is, in his source, the revelation of the greatest light. Why would Meishur Bain, we understand, Meishur Bain is saying, I can't face such a deep klipa. Okay, alone. Got it. Hashem will go with you. Okay, but I can't face such an intense Kedusha, right, so Hashem will go with you. It's a very interesting thing. When we think about it, we're almost as afraid as our success and our potential as we are of our, uh, you know, the dark stuff. We're almost as afraid of the luminous stuff as we are of the dark stuff. Um so what is Paran Kedusha? Paran Kedusha is the revelation, a very high revelation of Hashem in two ways. One, what kind of revelation? A gili of all the light, a revelation of all the light, including the highest lights in Elokot. Everything that's concealed, the most intense concealed light all of that, Bioparo means power is the rep, is the epitome of those lights. And how, in a way of Esperio, Milosh and Perua, wild style of revelation of those lights. Not just what kind of lights are revealed. The most intense ones, the most intensely godly ones. And in a wild way. And Dafka, so, so that's, Maishar Benu realizes he's facing that in Kedusha, the revelation of the most intense spiritual light in a wild way, and he says, that one too, I don't, that one's very scary. And not only that, where does this come from, this revelation of deep light? From Atmos Mahus. The Zayat is based power of, 
base of the Bisriyuv is Galimini Kol Naharim. Base Paro, the base, the house. The house of Paro is where, you know, when you're home, that's where you wear your slippers. You don't wear your slippers to, you know, the, whatever base medrash, you know, you don't stand up on stage to, you know, come in slippers. At home, you wear your slippers. At home, you're kind of more yourself. So, base para means where all of this incredible light, Hashem is being himself. Because light in itself is limited in its form. Light means it's supposed to be revealed. And every level of light comes with a seder to its seer, its form, and its revelation. It's every revelation of light is in a different way. And the revealing of light, light you see. How do you know there's light you see it? The light is in a way of revealed. Step by step by step. That's why, you know, if you have a three-way bulb, 100 watts. So you turn it once, it's 40 watts. You turn it again, you click it once, it's, you get the 40 watts. Click it again, you get the 60 watts. You click it again, you get the 100 watts. That's the way light is revealed, step by step by step. So if you're going to have the revelation of all the light and all the concealed light, the concealed light means the ones that you never see. And it's going to be in a wild way, which doesn't mean 40, 60, 80, you know, but it's going to be those wild. You could, then Hashem himself in his very essence has to be there to make that happen because normally it's not going to work that way. Because Hashem is the source of all the light. The essence of Taro. Um, the estimate of there are several levels in light, and together with this, such a source, which is completely higher than the source of Mar and Ar. These are very cryptic thoughts. And therefore, they come out in a wild way. So, just one little bit more here. So now we understand why Maishrabane is afraid. Because he sees as the revelation of power in Kedusha, the very essence of the deepest life and the most incredible light, that was also here. He realizes it's, it's sourced in Sharshan Yilayim, and he says, oh boy, I'm not going there. You go to base Paro, that place where the source of all the most incredible light, where there's the revelation of the essence of the level of power in Kedusha. I can't. Because he's saying, my soul can go there, my neshama can go there. It's unlimited. But my body can only take so much. In my limited body, a soul in a body, I can't take in. A person in a physical body cannot, you know how people, let me just say this, cannot take in these these unbelievable revelations of the essence of Hashem. He's asking a very simple question. How can a limited creation take in such a revelation of Kol Naharim? 
and one that's completely outside of all the bounds of all the rules that come from asthmas, nobody could sustain it in a body. They would feel like, God forbid, they would have you know, some apoplexy. Some, it wouldn't work. And by the way, you, uh, okay, station identification, how do you know that everybody feels that way? Because when, if you see people at a class in which we're really being put in touch with very, very intense light, most people fall asleep. They fall asleep. That's the way they're protecting their bodies. You see them nod off. They can't take it. Too much for them. They don't have the vessel for it. It's kind of like we, it's kind of like the example we've often said. You buy a baby elephant, you know, tiny little elephant from the pet store, but it gets bigger by the week. So when you first get it, you put it, you have some kind of a bathtub to put it in. And it works. But eventually, if you put your baby elephant in this plastic bathtub, it's just going to crack because the vessel just isn't strong enough for such a big baby, a big elephant. He's no longer a baby. Our bodies are pretty limited, and they can only take so much revelation. Our souls are just, you know, like, yeah, give me more. But our bodies are very limited, and if we haven't worked on developing the vessels in our bodies to take in these revelations, we'll, 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 we'll literally, we'll just fall asleep or, or some other, or we'll say, speak, the teacher doesn't know what they're talking about or, or some other nonsense because we won't be able to, to take it. So Maishar Beno, he doesn't have these problems. Maishar Beno is not in denial and he doesn't, he doesn't fall asleep when Hashem is speaking to him. He doesn't nod off. He doesn't, and he doesn't do all these things. He's saying clearly. He's saying what nobody else is afraid. Most people will not say that at a shear. I'm afraid to go to those places. Maishar Beno is very honest. He's saying, I am afraid to go to those places. I'm not afraid. My is not afraid. It's not even that I'm afraid. You cannot ask uh, a, a neshama in a limited body to take in such a revelation. Now, remember, was he right? Yeah. How do you know? A little bit down the line. How many weeks was it? How many weeks or months was it? Until, no, it was a year later. We stood at Harsinai, Mas and Taira. There we were, the Shamas and bodies, and guess what happened? Hashem came along, and he revealed himself in all his glory. And what happened to everybody? Everybody died. See? They didn't even bother falling asleep. They just went straight to the end. <laughs> Why do you think people fall asleep at a shear? They're afraid they're going to die, God forbid. So they fall asleep instead. So it was really true that when Hashem spoke to us and revealed himself in his very essence at, at, at Mat and Tyra, everybody checked out. Nobody's bodies could sustain such a revelation. So when pa- Maishu Rabbeinu was saying in advance, I'm afraid to go, he knows what he's talking about. He's the only one who's honest with himself about what's really going on. He says, we can't do it. But, Hashem says, you left out one piece of the puzzle. It's true, you can't. You cannot go in a limited body to face 
such a revelation. And of course, you can't go in a limited body to face such a deep klipa. Remember that Maishu Rabbeinu has to deal with two opposites. He really has to face Paro in, 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 in the deepest klipa, as he is in the deepest klipa down here, and at the same time as he is in his source. And he's saying, I can't do either of them because my body is going to just plot, God forbid. My body will not sustain such an encounter. Obviously, that claim of Maishu Rabbeinu was a preparation for Matan It was like a, a, a practice run. A practice run. Maishu Rabbeinu is saying it, and Hashem is saying, you're right, you're right, you're right. We're going to change one piece, one little factor over here. Why? Why are they doing this dry run, practice run for Matan The Nasi Adar always does that. He always prepares the way for what everybody's going to go through, for what all the Yidden are going to go through, and then the Yidden go through everything, and it's a preparation for the entire world going through it. It says that the Jewish people are the canary, the, what is it, mining canaries of the world, when one has to go down into a mine and dig and do digging, they send in a canary, or a bunch of canaries, and if the canaries die and they don't come back, then they know it's, it's it's not safe to go there because the air is not safe for him for life. But they don't go themselves. They first send down the canaries. So we are the canaries of the world. We are the ones who go into these situations and we and and we do it for the the whole world. And then later on in history, then our job is to bring this out to the entire world. We're the ones who test the air. That's why they don't like us. <laughs> I guess they realize whatever whatever they're watching in us that eventually is going to happen to them, and they don't really like that. So, you know, they think what they think about us, etc. So, okay. So, yeah, here we go. So what we're saying is that Maishu Rabbeinu was saying that it's not so much the idea of being afraid, afraid to go to such a low darkness, a very deep darkness, and also afraid to face such a very high light. But he's saying that a person in a physical body really cannot go there. The neshama can go there. He can deal with the neshama is in an unlimited energy, an un, a, a unlimited frequency, so to speak, but the body is very limited. So the neshama can go to all of these very intense places, but the body can't. It's so what what Meishabin was saying is, Hashem, you want me to go there in a shama in a body? You want to send me as a neshama? I can go there without a body. But with a body, then there are all those limitations. You know, uh, today it's officially called uh, the people could, God forbid, go to the world of truth. You know, like leave the world, and then they can go to those places without their body. But to go with your body, that's what Meishabin is saying. One can't face such a deep darkness with 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 and we, with their physical bodies, and we see it all the time now. We see that people, if they deal with too much darkness, you know, it becomes love. No, but I'm saying when we see that people are dealing with rough months and a lot of darkness, it tends to have a hard effect on their immune system. And even more, you know what I'm saying? Like when, you know, people like Rahman Aslan died of a broken heart. It's really true. 
It's really true. And so, although the miracle is that Hashem gave us refuas to heal the broken heart so the person could live. And they can transform the broken heart to a, a healed heart. That's, that, that, you know, as much as Hashem gave us so much more darkness than other times, on the other hand, and, right, right, right. So, because there are two, because one of the things that, 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 that we're being, we're seeing in the Sikha is that God forbid, Rahmanaslan, when a person faces a very strong darkness, that's only one of its identities. On the, it's, it's, it's a very difficult thing, Rahmanaslan. On the other hand, it's such, so much lysticite that it, it comes in its truth is, when a person, Rahmanaslan, faces a difficult circumstance, its truth is a very high revelation of Hashem. A very great lysticite. Because it's so lifted, it comes down, it's contracted down here, and it comes out looking like a not such a positive thing. Right, right. So it comes looking as like not such a positive thing, but in truth, it's a very, very lifted thing. The only thing is our bodies are used to seeing it as not such a, as a very dark thing. So that's why two things. We have Tyrosophosidus, which gives us the ability to know that in truth, it's great lifted, and the great lifticite will heal. The, will, will, it's healthy for a person. And at the same time, Hashem gave us refuas that if it affects the person's immune system in a not good way, it can all be fixed so that their, even their body can experience that this thing was actually a very great lifticite with a little, a little, you know, flavor down here of darkness. But its flavor of darkness is actually a fake flavor. You know how today they use fake flavors? And they say, oh, wow, how do they make orange soda? You think they put an orange in orange soda? It's chemicals. It's fake. You know, right? Cherry soda. You think they're squeezing cherries into the soda? It's all fake. It's fake flavors. So there are fake flavors in the world probably to show us that the... Um, it's fake flavors that Hashem is is, is um, putting into lifticite. There are things that Rahmanzan that happen that are very very lifted, but Hashem also gives them a fake flavor so they look like they're very bitter down here. But the bitterness is a fake flavor. It's it's chemical bitterness. It's not true bitterness. It's a fake flavor added to it of bitterness. And Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave us refuas to enable us to heal enough so that we can actually feel that, oh, it's a fake flavor of bitterness. Fake, you know, fake bitter. Right? So, okay. So that's why Maish Rabinu, that's what Maish Rabinu is dealing with. He's dealing with the idea of um, saying of asking that question, can I go with my physical body? Can a person go in a physical limited body to face so much lysticite? And he's saying no. And at the same time, so much, what, as it comes down, looking like darkness with the fake flavor of, of bitterness, can a person face it? 
he says not uh, people's physical bodies, physical lives cannot fake it. And Hashem is saying that's the old reality. That's the old reality. That was way back then. That's the old reality. That, if I were to say Lech El Paras, go to Paro. Mesher Benu could say, oh my goodness, I can't. It's too, too, it's too much. So that's why Hashem says, I didn't say Lech El Paro, I said Bay El Paro. Um, so let's make the second recording on this. Let's put this up. So let's, it, we, we should experience the Gula Mitzvah Vashlema, the Shama Baguf, immediately now, and we're going to uh, continue this, this, um, explaining this in the next audio. In the meantime, we should find ourselves in the base of Mitzvah Shlishi immediately now. <laughs>